0: I'm live on YouTube for the uh, very first time, not the first time in the history of the show, but uh, uh, one of the first times in a long time we're live on YouTube before we are on Facebook Live. Uh, we're also pulling up right now, and we're going to do it right now, uh, Facebook Live. Uh, and we are live on Facebook Live. We are live on Comedy Schools, uh, YouTube. And we are live, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you six days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, We come to you on three platforms. Uh, The show is based around three things. Your questions and comments right here on the aforementioned social media sites, and we will question and comment back. Um, Also, uh, we usually have some uh, knick-knack or doodad that we try to weave a personal story around autograph, memorabilia, and we recommend one artist or one piece of music based on our vast vinyl album and CD collection. Hello to Chomp de Blasio. Hello to Tina and Mike Lawson. Uh, the um, Living on a Thin Line community is beginning to gather. Uh, like we like to say, this isn't a podcast. It is a community. If you look on YouTube, you're seeing on the periphery of your screen, uh, my grandson Sullivan doing some uh, some grandson dance. Um he was falling. Now he has a talent of not falling. Nope. What? Opening drawers with my feet. He can open drawers with his feet, ladies and gentlemen. Who says that my influence is not a major factor in people's lives? Just a few short years ago, this young man... Come here, show me your face. Show me your face. There you go, all the way in. All the way in. This but young the man... Tr- the trash. This young man right here could not open drawers with his feet, but now he can. Isn't that amazing? All right, Sullivan, thank you. No, so now, huh? You forgot about what the show really is about. What is the show really about? So, it was kind of based around jokes. Jokes. But you barely <laughs> use them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids, you gotta love them. Ah, uh, that's right. The show is, but, but we uh, do have a lot of cool stuff here. A couple of announcements before we move forward. We will not be on the air tomorrow, Friday, nor on Saturday. Normally, we're not on Saturday, but we will be on tomorrow. Uh, we have a uh, minor personal matter, nothing for you uh, to get in a titter about or a twitter or, uh, uh, or a kerfluffle, uh, but a minor, uh, a minor uh, uh, situation that we're dealing with, uh, um, and uh, we're going to deal with it tomorrow, and so we will not be on the air. Uh, I'm going in for a minor procedure, and I'll be all doped up. Some of you might like that. Some of you go, "Hey, let's see him all doped up." What was he like in 1983? That's the wrong kind of dope. Anyway, so uh, that's an announcement. Over the weekend, I'm going to create the uh, Zoom uh, package that's going to allow you, our friends, family, and listeners, to be in the room with us New Year's Eve at J.P.'s Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. We're going to do a great New Year's Eve show. It's going to be uh, Jim Perry, Tony Visick, uh, Deanne Kincaid, and a host of others uh, it's going to be a great show. Starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, ends 9 p.m. Mountain Time, when we will then do a North American countdown for one and all. So uh, if you're in the greater Phoenix area and you would like to see really good comedy, I'm not going to call it great comedy because, you know, it's, I'm on the show and I, I get funny about that sort of thing. Uh, great comedy, uh, New Year's Eve, and you don't want to go out. And a lot of people don't want to go out New Year's Eve anyway because it's just a bunch of weirdos out, vampires, uh, Smashing their cars into one another. Uh, or if you are out of state or out of our region, but you still want to see a live show, uh, we're going to have a Zoom link set up for you where tickets will go on sale Monday. Monday, where you'll be able to see the New Year's Eve show with uh, Jim Perry and Tony Visek. So those are kind of cool announcements. I, um, I saw that um, one of the drug manufacturers, and by and large, look, I realize people make mistakes. You know, and people make mistakes and large companies make mistakes and sometimes they own up their mistakes and sometimes they try to hide their mistakes. But uh, this is not pandemic related. A drug manufacturer uh, mixed up, mixed up uh, um, erectile dysfunction pills with uh, depression pills. So one pill is supposed to uh, alleviate depression. The other one would uh, alleviate erectile dysfunction and mix them up, which means right now there's thousands of men who can't get a hard-on, but they're pretty darn happy about it. So uh, that's going on in the world today. Uh, Pfizer, I guess, uh, are the independent council of councils of wise men who sit on high are trying to decide right now if through emergency youth authorization the uh, – the uh, vaccine can begin to be rolled out. I'm here to tell you right now that at my very first opportunity to take the vaccine, I'm going to take it. If I could take it live on air, if they'll let me Facebook live, if they'll let me Facebook live, me getting the vaccine, I'm going to do it. This is one of the most important things that since World War II, when hundreds and thousands of men primarily men at that time, lined up right after December 7th to join the military to fight in the, great co- the greatest conflict of the 20th century, the one where the good guys actually won. I don't know if that's been the case since. Don't, um, don't, don't, do not forget about the woman. Yeah, I won't forget about the woman. So, this was a long time ago. Okay. Uh, has there been a greater call for Americans to come together to do something good for their country? So, and you know what? And you won't be shot by a German. So those guys in December 8th, 1941, December 9th, 1941, and through the, they joined up en masse to go fight in Europe and in the Pacific. They risked the possibility of being shot by a German or shot by a Japanese guy. You will not be shot by a German or a Japanese guy or a member of the Viet Cong or a North Korean or anyone, anyone. If you take the vaccine, if you take, as they're calling it in England, the jab. So um, the first chance I get to take it, I'm taking it. This is too big of a deal. This has been tearing the country apart. It's destroying the economy. It's tearing us apart as people. We got to get this vaccine going. We've got to get this situation out of the way so we can get back to uh, the normal insanity that was the United States uh, prior to March. Yes, Sullivan? Because everything just now that, makes us, that gives us joy yeah. just is canceled and yes. it just makes us want to move to like, the center of yeah. space. Yeah. That's like, what uh, uh, be there anymore. Sullivan just said that uh, we've got to do this because right now everything that gives us joy is canceled. So uh, I don't think that that's or ever else, been better put or right else now. It just can- yeah. Or we we'll go to space. I mean That's your choices. Either we stay yes. either we wait until the yeah. vaccine comes. Yeah. Keep getting sick yeah. until the world ends, or yeah. we just go to space. Or there's never was
1: a vaccine. We yeah.
0: will just have to wait. We would just have to wait until, um, yeah. yes. until we we would be able to get on Mars. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> like literally okay. Sullivan Sullivan is uh Sullivan is informing us and I think he's correct. That our choices are, if we don't take the vaccine, then everybody dies and the world ends. Or we go to space. We'd all have to move to Mars. Okay, but even then, we'd be taking the, the disease with us, so we got to take this vaccine. Yes. So this vaccine is important. So when you get a chance to take it, take it. Okay, don't listen to all the hoo-ha. Vaccines have done more to save human beings than any single other thing in the history of this planet. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it may, we, Sullivan said, don't listen to people that said it will make you 20 years younger if you get it. Let me say this. If, by chance, the vaccine would make me 20 years younger, uh, I'll double shot it. dude. I'll get it from a dude. Like, if I have a hard time getting it, I, I still got some hookup somewhere. I'll find someone's got the hookup. You know, I'll find someone down in Central Phoenix or in South Scottsdale and go, hey, you got any of that good vaccine? What do you got? You got some of that? I'll get Bob Rocky. Bob Rocky will get me the, he's not watching right now, he's working. Bob Rocky, very funny man, regularly appears at J.P.'s Comedy Club and uh, all Tony Visick Productions. Um, uh, he'd be able to give me the hookup for that. So, okay, just letting you know. Right now, as far as I know, they are debating whether to roll it out. Also, I just got to say, you know, I don't mind stupidity. I have done stupid things. Everyone I know has done stupid, stupid things. But what I can't countenance, what I can't abide, what I cannot let stand Even, yeah, you can is willful stupidity. Willful stupidity. And what I see going on right now with these attorney generals signing on with this ridiculous lawsuit in Texas is willful stupidity. You know, uh, part of being a dude, part of being a guy, and I can't speak for uh, uh, any other gender or anything like that because I'm not them, uh, eventually you come around to the idea and you don't like it. And we weren't really raised this way. It was given lip service, we weren't raised this way. That sometimes you gotta do something for the greater good. Sometimes you gotta think about something other than yourself. And in my estimation, These attorney generals from these particular states are only, they're afraid of Donald Trump tweeting about them. They are afraid of being primaried. They're afraid of losing elections. They're afraid of losing power. So they're joining on in a ridiculous lawsuit that only contributes to seeds of doubt and dissension in our country Involving our election process. You know, we've worked a long, hard time to have free and fair elections. A long, hard time to have free and fair elections. The idea of elections was a revolutionary idea. The idea of one person, one vote. We've gone from only white people could vote to African Americans could vote, but they made it impossible to vote, to women being able to vote, okay, to really working hard through a big chunk of the 20th century to make sure that everyone who has the right to vote can vote, and we're kind of crawling backwards a little bit. So this is willful stupidity, and I don't like it. So uh, uh, hopefully this will be put to bed rather soon, and we'll be able to move on with uh, normal controversies like, uh, is there really a Bigfoot? I know there is a Bigfoot. I know there is. And that one actor with the gerbil, that's a true story. You know, same people to believe in Bigfoot, believe in all these conspiracy theories. Sullivan, you had something you wanted to add? Come into camera if you're going to add something. I have actually two things. Two I things. Believe in Bigfoot. You believe in Bigfoot? And this guy even did something very stupid. What did I do that was stupid? You said yes to keeping Ray. <laughs> uh, should we show him Ray? Because he's grown a little bit. Do you bring him over here and I can pick him up? Ray the Wonder Cat. All right, uh, for those of you don't know the story, Ray the Wonder Cat was, uh, my wife was uh, walking by a dumpster. I don't know what she was doing hanging out by dumpsters. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I was never, she crawled into a dumpster. I, I don't know. We, we never got around in the conversation to uh, uh, what were you doing in a dumpster? Uh, but uh, maybe she was looking for Burger King. She was looking for Burger King, which a dumpster is a good place for that. That's Ray the Wonder Cat. He doesn't like being held right now. Very good. You can see him on YouTube. Oh, she okay. found him in a dumpster when he was less than a day old. We've brought him to life, and now uh, he won't give me no rest. Uh, and he keeps scratching me. I don't know why though. He's scratchy because he wants you to put him down. And he keeps so, trying to bite so neck. yeah. Anyway, you've seen Ray the Wonder Cat. I told you I don't like willful stupidity. We told you we won't be on air tomorrow, and also um, um, that you that we're going to have a New Year's Eve show that you'll be able to see live or on Zoom. Uh, Oddly enough, the New Year's Eve show will be on New Year's Eve. Uh, I don't have any knickknacks or anything today. Uh, I have been going through a box of comic books that uh, I got from, I got it about four or five years ago. I'm sitting in a restaurant called Panasco's. It's now defunct in Maricopa, Arizona, when a guy who is now my insurance agent put up on Facebook buddy of mine's moving. He doesn't have room for all this stuff. He's giving away boxes of comic books if anyone's interested. I wasn't a comic book collector, but Shirley and I sitting around on a rare Saturday when we had a lot of free time, and I said, that's right here in Maricopa. And I went by, and the guy had already given away several boxes, but I got a file box of comics that now we're going through that I think is going to make me a fortune. A banker's box, not a file box, a banker's box. So I don't have any of them in front of me right now to show you. But uh, uh, you really probably don't want to see him anyway. Um, We are still accepting, we are accepting your, uh, uh, not requests, your submissions for greatest songs of uh, the rock era that start out with a drum solo. I've got a boatload of them so far. Let me see if I can find the, uh... hold on, I'm gonna look. (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, And I still gotta go through all the comment sections the last few days of songs that start with a uh, drum solo for the number one song of the rock era that starts with a drum solo. Uh, We've got Soul uh, Sacrifice by Santana, Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, Uh, When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin, Uh, What You Need by Inxs, We Will Rock You by Queen, Uh, Strange by Aorta, which is, uh, uh, that's really uh, rare. There's only a few of us that know that band. I'm one of the few that actually owns an aorta album and uh take the money and run by steve miller uh, there's other ones that i could add and i gotta go back i think there's a few i missed as i went through the comment sections but if you have uh, your favorite song not just hey i know this song your favorite song that starts out with a drum solo please put it in the comment section and we'll add it up and when we get about 30 of them and i think i think we can easily get to 30 we will then um We'll winnow it down to the 10 best and then the number one song to start with a drum solo. And to give you an idea what I'm talking about, one of the greatest drum solo songs of the mid-60s was a song called Wipeout, which was an instrumental, except it had uh, one lyric, the word wipeout at the very beginning. Where the guy goes, eh, wipeout. And then... That song doesn't count because it doesn't start with a drum solo doesn't start with a drum solo. So uh, uh, choose and choose wisely. Your favorite song of the rock era. And we'll go all the way back to, uh, you know, we'll go back to like Elvis and Bail Haley and the Comets and Little Richard and all of that. All the way up into the uh, early mid-90s, okay? And that's kind of when the rock era ended. The rock era probably ended uh, not too long after the grunge movement. Not that great rock isn't still being made, but as it being the dominant force in uh, American popular music, it pretty much uh, was replaced by uh, rap uh, by the early to mid-90s as the dominant force in, uh, in American music. I mean, there were certainly bands that came along after that. Green Day, uh, Sublime, I don't know when Sublime came along. But uh, these were bands of the kind of like of the 90s. Um, but pretty much by 95, I would say. Uh, rap had taken over completely. So uh, the rock era from somewhere in the mid-50s to the mid-90s, your favorite drum solo song. Uh, I'm going to put Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin on the list. Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. Uh, because it starts out with a killer drum solo. I know something about that drum solo. I noted that iconic drum solo, because it is unique, was not created by John Bonham or Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin did a lot of that, where they played other people's music or kind of mixed it in and changed things around. Um, My generation kind of let that go because musically, they were just, we thought of them as so wonderful. Uh, There was the recent libel case where the band Spirit sued Led Zeppelin, saying that Stairway to Heaven was actually their song. If you listen to the two side by side, they sound very similar the issue is Led Zeppelin was that monster that could not be stopped. It was Godzilla stomping through the streets. Matter of fact, they do a cool version of uh, Godzilla. Um so um when they did something, it was so iconically, uniquely them that it was hard to argue anything about the ethics and where they got the tune. So much like they may have heard um The tape, because Spirit was opening for them. Spirit was a great band. Uh, They may have heard a tape by Spirit. Supposedly they played it for them. And then later on did what they did. Um, They also did that with the drum solo on rock and roll. But we would never know it from the original Rhythm Blues song because it just never got pushed enough. Interestingly enough, I will tell you this as well. I don't want to burst any bubbles here. The uh, iconic guitar solo... That hard rock riff at the beginning of the Beatles revolution is from an old rhythm and blues song as well. Uh, I actually read something Bob Dylan wrote about it. He goes, I'm sure John Lennon totally forgot that when he was in high school, he heard this at a party or something and it slipped his mind and he put it in here. But here's the original version. I found it on a uh, CD of uh, songs that influenced Bob Dylan. Anyway. All right. I went on and on about all that. Let's get to the music. Okay. And, uh, Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, music-wise. Oh, by the way, uh, real quick, I know I already mentioned J.P.'s. If you're interested in great shows this weekend, safe, socially distant, mass required, but you're still going to have tons of fun in a really cool club ran by a really cool guy, uh, then I have no uh, recommendations. No, I do. I do. And that is uh, Mark Cordes, two of my favorite people in the entertainment business in the greater Phoenix area. Jim Perry and Mark Cordes are going to be gracing the stage at J.P.'s Comedy Club this weekend. Mark Cordes uh, has been one of the funniest guys in America for several decades. Um, A true icon in my mind's eye. We're fortunate enough to have him for five shows this weekend at J.P.'s Comedy Club. So looking for something fun, high-quality comedy going down to J.P.'s. I thought I'd mention Mark. All right, so we have been dealing with uh, this week uh, two CDs only in our music recommendation. And one is, of course, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and the other one is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Those are both movies that were written and produced and directed by the Cohen brothers, Joel and Ethan Cohen. They've done more in the last 20 years to keep great American folk country music alive than almost anyone else. Matter of fact, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou almost jumpstarted the Americana movement. Uh, Americana is a country without the hate. So (laughs) uh, we're working from Oh Brother Where Art now today. And we're going to work with the song um, You Are My Sunshine. Okay. And uh, there's so many versions of You Are My Sunshine now that um, uh, hundreds of people literally have recorded this song. And you know that song. It was used in a cracker commercial at one time. Uh, You know the song that um, uh, it'd be hard to tell Shirley to, uh, which one to pick, but if you, if you can find the one from uh, Oh Brother Where Art Now, the version of You Are My Sunshine, that's the one we want you guys to listen to today. Um, you Are My Sunshine is an interesting so- song. It came wrong in the 1930s. I think it was done originally by a group called the Rice Brothers and the Pine Ridge Boys. Uh, but a guy named Jimmy Davis, for many years uh was credited with authorship although some people say he never claimed it so jimmy davis bought the song from someone from a songwriter and as was the uh practice in those days and for many years after that oftentimes uh jimmy davis didn't put his name on the song since he owned the song so many people thought jimmy davis had written the song and why do i mention jimmy davis today because some of us think that we live in an insane era and the country is bigger, better, stronger, meaner, crazier, more wonderful, more exciting, more scary, uh, more, uh, uh, with more opportunity and more uh, chances to screw up than it ever has been in history. We are a constantly growing, evolving, growling, bellowing, singing, whispering country. It's what we are. And we tend to think that we live in a crazy time because we elected what basically was, most people knew him as a uh, star of a reality show on NBC for about 14 years, Donald Trump. Now, some of us knew him from beforehand. Donald Trump was like a, a male Kardashian for years, just always in the news. And you were never quite sure why. Real estate developer, Don, why is a real estate developer in the news? What makes him interesting? But charismatic guy, interesting guy. I never liked him, okay? But he uh, worked that cult of personality all the way into being president of the United States. And let me say something about this. There's a lot of people that run for political office are boring people. A lot of people that run governments are boring people. But almost all of them that I have known in my life, the majority of them are people who wanted to work in government and make government work. Now, we have enough gadflies, con men and pitchmen floating around, enough uh, people who are ran by other factions and groups that put money behind them that we get uh, a good amount of charlatans, creeps, and weirdos. But it's always been like that. Jimmy Davis wasn't just the guy who popularized You Are My Sunshine. Jimmy Davis was the governor of Mississippi. He was known as the singing governor. The singing governor. Okay? Uh, (laughs) And he was a country singer who became governor. You got to remember states like Mississippi and Louisiana in those days were ran by like one or two firms. One or two large, usually agricultural uh, concerns. Okay? There wasn't a lot of uh, industry in Mississippi except for cotton, except for agriculture. And Mississippi... Louisiana and those other states were usually ran by one or two large companies and they would put up who they wanted and one of the people that got put up and won was the singing governor Jimmy Davis who won and was governor of Mississippi based on the popularity of his personality, the singing governor Jimmy Davis now was he a good governor or a bad governor he probably wasn't a great governor probably you know he probably knew where his bread was buttered and uh he did probably didn't he probably didn't uh, fuck with that toast too damn much. okay? Uh, did the common man benefit under Jimmy Davis? Probably not. But did Jimmy Davis make the common man feel good? Did Jimmy Davis make a lot of people forget their troubles for two or three minutes? <coughs> did Jimmy Davis help popularize a song? that kind of gives a warmth in people's hearts and just one of those little melodies, almost like twinkle, twinkle, little star that are so sweet, yet stay with you forever? Yes, he did. And for that reason, we like Jimmy Davis. If Donald Trump would write one song, even closely related to You Are My Sunshine, I'd give him a nod, but he hasn't. Jimmy Davis, a compromised man, a showbiz character, who was able to take the governor, governor's, house, uh, the governor's uh, office in Mississippi at least twice, I think two separate times, gave us You Are My Sunshine. Okay, and today I'm giving you You Are My Sunshine. Now, if you only know it from a Nabisco cracker commercial or if you only know it in passing or something that your grandma used to hum when she was doing dishes when you were a kid, give the song a second look. Great artists, the Beach Boys, Johnny Cash, uh, on and on and on. Uh, Emily Lou Harris. Countless great artists and musicians have seen the beauty and the simplicity of You Are My Sunshine. One of those wonderful songs, the melody makes you feel wonderful and the lyrics are so sad. And that way, it's a little bit of the blues, although it's a lot of the origins of country. All right, that's our show for today. We're going to wrap up now. I got a comic book collection to go through. Uh, I'm doing a beginning class tonight at 6 p.m., Uh, December 21st and 22nd, I got free intros to my comedy workshops. You're sitting out there going, hey, uh, I don't want to be a comedian. Uh, And I don't blame you. But uh, uh, it's not a calling, it's a disease. But uh, if you've ever thought about, if you ever have to make one speech in your entire life, let me say this. And everybody has to make one speech in their entire life. Okay, and you dread the thought. You should consider my workshops. Because I'll help you get over that stage fright. I'll show you and teach you how to be able to do it so that you can express what's in your mind and your heart and your soul uh, using your words in a way that will make people glad they listen to you. I got free intros December 21st and 22nd. Check out my website, comedyschools.com, to find out how. All right. Otherwise than that, I will see all of you, not on tomorrow, not on Saturday. I'm back Sunday. Back Sunday. All right. Thank you, and let me say to all of you that you are my sunshine. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.